Welcome to the Information Entry Podcast, where we explore the intersection of science and comedy. This week, we are diving into the world of drugs and how they affect our minds and bodies. From the science behind how drugs work, to the comedy of cultural phenomenon surrounding drug use. We'll be covering it all. Uh, so whether you're a science nerd or a comedy buff or just one who's curious about the topic, join us as we explore the world of drugs and the various ways that it has shaped our world, of sometimes the better, of sometimes for the worst. Uh, we'll be taking a look at the latest research and having a few laughs along the way. So grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the show. You can follow us on any of your socials, Twitter, at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, at InformationEntropyPod, and you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your daily dose of podcasting. We have an RSS feed. It goes out to everywhere. If you can give us a rating, and it's possible on the platform that you're on, we much appreciate it. It helps us grow, and it gets other people seeing what we do and enjoying it and you know sending things in the way so it expands what we do that's great my name is mitchell i am one of the hosts i am joined as per usual by tom jenks how are you doing i'm How's all right mate i'm all right yeah. how about you i'm doing right i'm fighting flawless that i think that's the first time that it's been my intro and i haven't messed it up i mean after Massively. what three four years um, yeah, you, it's, you it's got to come to you at some point. You'd, you'd it? have a, a knack for it. Yeah, at this it's got to come point. to you at some yeah. point. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you oh, nailed thanks. it. Preach, preach. I'm glad we both pressed like record and didn't mess up the recording, so you had to do it again. You know, and lose that. Yeah, moment. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Did you? Please don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm sad we didn't start recording earlier because your little. Uh, vocal warm up was fantastic. Oh, it was um, Anchorman. It's oh, the, the Anchorman yeah, at the end is, of the yeah. uh, <laughs> where he's doing the vocal warm ups in like the the credits. <laughs> it's like the Human Torch was denied a blank loan. Um, <laughs> I was doing that. But the other one is where he's screaming. He's doing the really high pitched vocal. He's like, they're coming out of the kitchen. Grab the children. I haven't seen that man in such a long time. Uh, maybe I'll have to revisit that. <laughs> My name's Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, right. Uh, how's your week been there, mate? What's uh, oh. what's the news? I mean, I say week for us. It's yeah, been three we, days. We, we recorded this a bit. Bit of a, a bit earlier than we normally do. That's my problem. My issues. Work, you know, just traveling around. That exciting what stuff. What a nightmare. Traveling yeah, so for work. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, this week's been, week's been okay. Had a good D&D session uh, last night. It was great. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic. No one died Fantastic this week, weekend. did they? Um, uh, no, no one died this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentally recuperating from the loss of my dead character. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's been good to be fair. A few presentations here and there, finishing up writing some papers or a paper. Um, yeah, good stuff. Interesting. Very yeah, interesting. When you're allowed to, we'll dive into one of your papers. Like yeah, a, definitely. Um, the, the one I'm just right now is very deep. So I've, I've, like everyone I've ended up speaking to about it, we've ended up going down some philosophical rabbit hole. And oh, by the end sounds, of it, people like are just like, episode. yeah, it, it, I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully that'll be sooner rather than later. Mm. Yeah. What is language? What even is language anyway? Um, yeah. Who knows? It was more about the volitional control that we have over language. And then what even is volition anyway? So that's the route yeah. I went down. And I, I know partly that blame 
the podcast. <laughs> what volition? Like voluntary control? Like, am I doing oh, this because I want yeah, to, or am I volition. doing this because yeah, like it just, sounded, it just sounded weird in the sentence and the way you said it? But yeah, that, that that's is, fair. Yeah. On your own volition to do something, yeah, know, by oneself, yeah. But that actually is part of the problem because a lot of people what can read free, volition and go, will. "Oh, what does that even mean?" Or have their it's, own. It's essentially saying free will. It's the the free will argument, essentially. Essentially, but sci- more scientific than uh, philosophic. Anyway, we'll know. do that in another yeah. in another time. I won't take down that rabbit hole <laughs> down the today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It has been good. Good, good. Got any but, news you want to impart on us today? I do. It's a big one. It's a big one. Okay. Don't want. Don't mean to be alarmist about this, but there's new science that is showing that the Earth's inner core may possibly be reversing its rotation. Right. So no, no, no panics. No panics out there. I know everyone there's like screaming, people throwing, throwing papers. Yeah, I think, I think half of the population just gave up. Yeah, I can hear them. <laughs> half of them. Pandemonium. Just, the, the other half just seemed like, yeah, this is fine. It's just the half um, that listens, you know. Yeah, that's true. We have 4.5 billion listeners. You would not believe the ad revenue that we get. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, so, new science, researchers reporting literally yesterday that they think that Earth's inner core may have temporarily stopped rotating relative to the Earth's mantle and surface. I added a little bit in, relative. Um... But now, the direction of the inner core rotation may be actually reversing, uh, which could actually be part of a 70-year-long cycle that may influence the length of Earth's days and its magnetic field. So if you didn't know, Tom, yeah. that the Earth's inner core, which is the, like, the metal molten bit that the crust floats on top of, um, actually rotates quicker than the mantle on the outside. Um, I didn't know that, but it kind of makes I didn't sense. Either. <laughs> yeah, because that that would give it the give us the spin essentially. Yeah. Um, but it actually rotates about one degree faster per year than the rest of the Earth, which on that scale is actually quite large. I know, yeah. like if you look at it, like a, a you got a protractor there, and you're like, oh, one degree, that's not much. But if you think about the whole world, you'd be like, oh, that's a fair amount of mileage. That is <laughs> a fair amount of that. mileage. <laughs> it was that, that large. Um, so the first uh, sort of evidence emerged in 1996 with a geophysicist called Paul Richard from Columbia University uh, doing some Earth observatories in the Palisades. And they would do like, we've talked about it before, but they analysed the like, global seismic data okay. that stretched back to the 1990s and essentially said you know, it's looking different now than it did back then. So it stopped rotating in terms of rotating quicker. So it's now like, in terms of like it stopped, they don't mean just like it stopped dead and like the mantle spinning around. They mean it's aligned. Aligned is a better word. I don't know why I get more clicks. Um, A lot of these places and articles and research papers are always written to be not alarmist, but have you found that? You, you probably look at more research papers than I do. Have you noticed a trend in like titles trying to be more catchier to get people in like you, you see with like websites? 
You mean even like within scientific articles, like journals? Um, Yeah, journals, even papers. That's been increasing quite a lot. And it's kind of um, because a specific study came out showing that papers with catchier titles got more citations. Mm hmm. Um, so I think that's why yeah. people do it. It's kind of encouraged. Yeah. As long as it kind of makes sense. And scientists are kind of nerds, so we love a good pun. Yeah. That's you true. can fit it in. Um, <laughs> but even inside, I'm reading the, I'm reading the paper now, even inside the paper, it says the uh, rotation has s- stopped of the inner yeah. core, which again, is was just that? wrong. Yeah. Uh, that was back in 2009, but then uh, new data have showed that it's rotating again, but now in the opposite direction. So it's now rotating counter relative oh. to the rest of the Earth, which which is saying what's what they're saying. It could make our days longer and affect our magnetic field possibly in the future. Seventy years. Okay. We don't know. I mean, it says it oscillates between the like nineteen sixty four is when they last looked at it as well. So, is it something to worry about? Like these other articles I've seen seem to be claiming, or is it more of a this just happens? So, deal with it. The issue being is, if it is on a seventy year cycle, that is during the war, right? 80? No, before the war, nineteen thirties, nineteen twenties. Would their technology have been advanced to a notice and b be affected? Like a lot of our things are affected by magnetic fields and that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if it's something that we need to worry about as we're more technologically advanced, but at the same time more risk of being, you know, detected by the sure. Earth. Oh, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Yeah, we'll find out. We will. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned to life <laughs> in the next fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> they have got a lot of equations. This this appendix is eleven of the seventeen pages of this paper. That's mad. Is it all to do with like working out the when it goes through like vibrations go through things? Um, it's basically using derivation of S in the presence of noise, and it's so vague. I'm not sure if I fully trust this paper. Uh, not having yeah. read it fully, it's just a parameter s. So they're working to find out what s is, and they've labelled s as a parameter. I don't know if there's some just lost in translation stuff going on here, but to be fair, it's in nature. Um, so they do like to publish these kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, as I expressed couple of weeks ago my disdain no not disdain that's the wrong word uh, <laughs> <laughs> N- nature does things nature's way and fair play it, it seems to work for them uh so yeah uh interesting read i'll look at that later there are lots of graphs mm-hmm. i don't understand at all but yeah all right 70 year cycle then I'll keep yes our, I will, we'll keep our eyes on it 70 year cycle to death <laughs> well i don't think i was gonna make it that long anyway to be honest uh, what, 70 years from now? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> well, the way things are going, probably not. Probably not, probably, no. Probably not. Be nice, but, you know. <laughs> you could have that may happen before then, so. Energy yeah. crisis. Debt. Well, by that time, by the time that happens, we'll be at our 100th uh, once-in-a-lifetime event. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our yearly once in a lifetime events yeah. have peaked. Yeah. It'll be a one to one ratio by that point. Ah, uh, yeah. Jesus. Our well, yearly events. All right, then. Uh, drugs. 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 Druggy, drug, drugs. Uh, what made you pick this, mate? This was a, a topic of your noggin this week. Oh, it was in our backlog of uh, ideas that we had. That's true. Yeah. I just wondered if there was anything particular that drew you to it or... Um, no. Just, That's you know, popping a, blood, just popping a blood thinner and thought, you know what, this would be a good thing to talk <laughs> about now. <laughs> That's not what happened. Uh, there, was a pa- <laughs> there was a paper that came out a couple of days ago um, on the effects of antidepressants, common antidepressants, and how they emotionally blunt patients. Okay. Yeah. So even if you end up coming off them, your emotional range is stunted. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I guess it, it stops the... It, it works both ways, though, doesn't it? Because it stops the... It stunts the bad swings, but as well as the happy swings. Yeah, exactly. But your, your brain kind of gets conditioned to having that level, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't fully sad. read that paper. Uh, just a news article. So if that information is wrong, go... Shout at them, not me. Um, but yeah, there we go. There's there's my fact off the noggin because uh, I forgot to do facts again. Uh, but yeah, there mm. we go. Yeah, it's, it's it's depression is a weird one for the human brain. We it about is, isn't it? Back, yeah, back in, back in the day, having like the physical effect of changing the way that you see color. It's fully like I was going to say yeah. it's fully neuro neurological at that point. But like, it still has a real world impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention your like mood and everything else, and uh, invasive thoughts and all of those kinds of things that end up coming in. It's just absolutely wild. Like, it's crazy. crazy. What is the biology behind invasive thoughts? How does that happen? Yeah, I saw a really funny video online that was like a person that had died talking to God and being like, "Yo, what's up with you know depression and anger?" I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're supposed to strangle a goose. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. Have, have, you not, have you not seen goose? Geese? He's like, yeah, bunch of assholes. It's like, yeah, I made them like that. So you want to strangle their necks. Have you not seen their necks? They're perfect for strangling. He's like, no, no one knows that. He's like, oh, you must be really, you must have been really sad for a really long time. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I mean, they are quite a stranglable animal. Not that I condone going out and strangling animals, but, uh... It's like swans. Are they, yeah, are swans they protected are... still? Because there were, there were other queen swans, but, but the queen's died. I'm pretty died. sure they're still... Well, they go to the, they go to the king then, don't they? It's not, like the the, it's not like the queen acquired them. I think it's the crown. So they go to the, um, current... I was going to say throner, but that's not the word for a regent. <laughs> monarch. Monarch. The there we go. Monarch. The current monarch, <laughs> not, not throner. <laughs> throner? Uh, barely even know her. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a ridiculous joke to make off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it works though because um, podcasting. Yeah, it always right? does. It's there always the first thing one to go. Uh, Anything with an O at the end of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, everyone. Last week we tangented about '90s cartoons, and this week we're laughing at our own jokes. Right, uh, yeah, but that's how drugs. Works, isn't it? Are we on them? Yeah, we'll never know. What are drugs? What are drugs? What? Are, what how, how are they administered? Why they? Why they so? Why is you know? Why is that cocaine so Moorish? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not the route I thought you were going to be. <laughs> oh my god! Just <laughs> that. That's a peep show joke. <laughs> super hands. It's like, oh, oh that's a problem with cocaine. It's <laughs> just a bit moreish. <laughs> <laughs> that was just not the route I expected you to take that conversation at all. Oh bloody hell! Um, it probably helped. I had no idea that was a quote from something, and thought that was all you. Oh, that's funny. Oh. That is funny. I bet. I think you better just take it from me, mate. I'm just going to crack up laughing. I need to calm down for ten <laughs> seconds, or something. What's a drug, okay. mate? <laughs> top top level description of a drug. We're not going to get too. Well, I think Tom's got more more scientific and I don't know entomological as he likes to get into from last week. Uh, description of things, but simply a drug is any substance that, when taken or administered into the body, has a physiological effect. This can include medication prescribed by a doctor for a specific medical condition, as well as substances used recreationally for their mind-altering effects. Uh, drugs are mainly classified based on their chemical properties, their effect on the body, and their legal status. And that legal status is determined by how dangerous or perceived danger involved with the manufacturing or the taking or the transportation, I think, as well, of the drug itself. <laughs> Okay, I didn't realise that. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a class A drug. It's like, yeah, because it's dangerous. Yeah, Highly but addictive. isn't like, isn't weed a class A drug in some parts of the world? Yeah. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. Um, so I think it's also politically driven as well, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, the, the classification in that sense is political, but the classification in other senses is like scientific or like mm -hmm. at least suited to the people who are classifying them right yeah so in the uk it's defined as just dangerous most okay. harmful sorry most harmful so you've got heroin methadone cocaine including crack cocaine in brackets ecstasy magic mushrooms crystal meth so marijuana is actually a class b drug all right um, less harmful. We got um, amphetamines, arbitrates, cannabis, dihox, codeine, dihydrocodeine. Okay. Um, certain class B drugs are recla well, reclassified to classify A if they have been pre prepared for injection. Such uh, as well, that makes sense because that increases codeine, like the amphetamines, yeah, the potency. Potency, but also just puck. introducing more uh, potential harm. Yeah, yeah. Potential harm. Yeah, yeah there we yeah. go. Yeah, because you know, HIV exists, so that's a yeah. always got to be a thing on your mind if you take in intravenously. 
which segues perfectly onto different types of way that drugs are administered. Oh, mate, have you? You're a pro. Yeah. You know, we said we're doing this for three years, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking in all in one show. It's coming together. You'll lose it by next week. Yes. So I've got <laughs> five different ways that drugs can be administered. Okay. Can you give me one of them? Oh, I've got seven. Ah, uh, see, I thought you would have a different amount number. So this this always happens. <clears throat> okay. So first of all, the one that is needs the least amount of describing, oral by the mouth. Oh, have you got like suppository as well? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> I, just, I do. I, whilst, I was, whilst I was thinking, I was like, oh, how can you get in the body? Mouth, nose, anally. Uh, I don't so, have okay. oral. I do have ingestion though. So I guess that's the similar yeah, sort that, of thing. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Because it could be, yeah, oral. Uh, yeah, like okay. Eating, drinking. Like if you take oral morph, is it oral morph? Morphine? Yeah, we talked about this. Oral morphine. I can't remember what the actual word for it is. It's morphine that you take via someone, the nurse, like injecting it into your mouth. Oh. Into your mouth hole. Oh, that sounds interesting. Okay. She was like, yeah. open, open wide. And I was like, right, okay. And then she was just like, boop. I was like, this oh, tastes awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that my, does my not sound really pleasant. Well. And then nothing else happened. Um, well, sometimes you just need a warm head. So, yeah, then she took my temperature. I was like, oh, you got a bit of a temp here. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> that morphine is making me very warm. Uh, okay. Then there's intravenous or IV, which yeah. is into a vein. IV, uh, which is both for intravenous and into a vein, I realize now, which is actually quite funny, uh, where you insert a small plastic needle into one of the veins in your lower arms. Um, which, you know, I'm going to tangent here. Grace signed up. I'm not sure if she signed up or as part of her Works Vitality healthcare thing. Um, but she got sent a kit in the post to take her own blood to send off. Oh. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is crazy. Uh, I, would, I, I was like, I'm glad I don't have to do it. Um, but essentially, yeah. they, they call you with uh, a practitioner or a nurse. Right. And then they talk you through how to do it to yourself. You know, get the, get the older slappy slap going. Yeah. And then you take your own blood and you send it off. To be fair, they've got to be pretty confident that it's idiot proof. Not, not, not that this is aimed at grace. I just mean, <laughs> yeah. um, there are a lot of people out there that I would not trust to take their blood. Um, so it's got to be, is it just a system that you kind of press onto your skin and it's like semi-automated? I don't know. Cause you have to, you like, you have to find your own, you have to find a good, a spongy, spongy vein. Oh yeah. Uh, back in the day, I had a friend who's a phlebotomist, and she was like, "Oh, you got you got nice veins." I'm like, "That is not the type of compliment I want, <laughs> to be honest, ever." Well, you got it. <laughs> yeah, but she she actually said taught me how to how to find it. Oh, that's so good. Right, yeah, I got, I got I got one right there. Yeah, it's a spongy part of your skin. Anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> so after the needle is inserted into your skin, normally with a catheter. Um, which is what they do. If you if they if you're having blood taken as well, if it's just like one or two, they just take it via like a needle. But if you are having like the full suite of twelve, which I've had before, they now put a, a catheter in just to drain you. And they've Make, got the, makes um, sense. The tubes. Yeah. Um, which yeah, side so, do they take it from? Normally the left. 
Because I was thinking, like, if they're taking it from the left side, right, and they're taking all of them, surely they're just taking oxygenated blood. Tom, you do realise, like, it's not like one side or the other, yeah? I know, but like... It's not like a circuit that goes, it goes, like, in and out. I know it goes in and out, but, like, that's where the majority, (laughs) that's where it arrives first, isn't it? No, it's not how it works. All right, well, just get past this then. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, You could be right, you could be onto something, but I'm pretty sure it, like, it doesn't pump around. It's not like a full circle. No, I know know it's not like it only goes through your left arm and then it comes down and goes down your left leg kind of thing. But, like, uh, oxygenated blood will arrive at your left arm before it arrives at your right arm, for example, is, is what I'm saying. Like, that is a fact. Uh, no, no, because it's not like a new system that's starting every time your blood's being pumped. There is already oxygenated. It's like electricity where the electrons are in the cable and they start moving when you flip the switch. Yeah. If that, if that, if that, if that lands, I know I've used another (laughs) science tool to describe another one but that's how i'm, I'm thinking i of it. think it's because in my head oxygenated blunt um blood comes to the left side of the heart right yeah yeah no, um, no, yeah i understand why i think that's where i'm getting yeah. confused cool uh just forget okay. i'm a biologist everyone yeah, yeah. So that, and then what happens after the the is in is they'll then like have a plastic bag full of like the good stuff. They'll hook up and then like put it straight in, and they'll like attach that bag to the your, your needle in your arm, not needle, the catheter in your arm. Yeah. Um, and then it'll go, and then they can inject more drugs into the saline solution that is up there to help it be transferred into your body quicker. Uh, worked really well for me with some, uh, what's the, the swelling one? You want to reduce the anti- Antiseptic. No, not antiseptic. Uh, the one that's like, cool, it, people have too much of and it's going to cause the end of the world because we, it makes you not be able to fight against things. A depressant? <clears throat> no, the one that we give to like, children and it's in the drug it's in the food in certain places and you give it to animals to stop them from getting like swelling and stuff tom i can't believe an anti-inflammatory is it like a very specific (laughs) drug or are we speaking about a category here a category and you have to take it for like 12 days and you have to do the course otherwise like it goes poorly it's an antibiotic and the antibiotics that was anti something i had antibiotics in mind worked really well um, Sorry, because you said swelling, thing. I was stuck on anti-inflammatory. Uh, uh, that makes sense. You would go straight to that because that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> the when they clean it, they have put to clear children it. on it. Yeah, yeah, they put they put. They put you know, I mean, it makes so much it. sense now, but uh, yeah, I was so, so lost. Like, it's causing the end of the world because we're giving it to children willy nilly, and then when they grow up, they can't actually fight off. The they have resistances to it. They, you know yeah, that yeah. also makes perfect sense now. Yeah, I realise what you're speaking about. You, but, you uh, see where my logic went? Oh, hundred yeah? percent, perfect, perfect <laughs> sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But then they have to like they flush the line, and that's the weirdest sensation because they get cold water, clean water, and then they like they inject it into the catheter. Hmm. To clean it out and that goes into your body and you're like oh that's a bit nippy um a bit nippy 
Yeah, when I went for my, when I went for the chest X-ray, they did it like twice. Once when I left, once when I got there, once when I got back, and I was like, "Can we? Can we stop? Can we? Can we not? Can we not do this?" <laughs> Fair. Um, yes. There's also another type of uh, something called a uh, central catheter called a pick line. Right. That is a very long, thin, flexible tube that's inserted through a vein in the arm. Uh, and I think it like goes all the way up and around into the heart, just above the heart. <clears throat> yeah, one of our friends back in the day had one of these, and he said it was the worst thing in the world. Because when they when they flushed that, it flushed it not just in the arm but like into the chest. Yeah. So when they were clearing it out, it was like the like yeah. But I mean, it's got to be done, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get like sepsis, which you really don't want. No, oh, you I don't found want out that. like the other day. Sepsis is all to do with the iron in your blood becoming rusty. I don't think it's actually becoming rusty, but it's all to do with the iron in the blood going bad. Oh, okay. Poisoning you. Yeah. I thought it was just an infection of some kind. Um, but I mean, I guess that would count as an infection. Yeah. Sepsis is the body's extreme response to an infection. It is a life-threatening medical emergency. Okay, so it's your body's response to an infection. Mm-hmm. Um, damn yeah moving swiftly on to other methods of taking the drugs uh, intramuscular IM so they inject it is into the is that just injection muscle. like in, in your butt yeah that's when you like thigh or in your butt so there is a contraceptive that is you get an injection into your behind or your thigh I think you can choose can't remember um and that lasts for like two to three months so that kind of like intramuscular one and that kind of hurts a bit more because if they get it wrong or right or you're tensing when they if you if you're afraid of needles and they go for it and you're tensed it's going to be like a not a fun experience for you yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh, when uh, you yeah, know that so that was an absolute tangent don't need to ask that question carry on Okay. Uh, the one is the next one is uh, an SC, which is the subcutaneous injection. Okay, so that's just below the skin. the skin. Yeah, under okay. the skin. That's what they like. But you see it in the movies where they like they ram <laughs> into the neck, or they like pinch someone and put it in. But I always think that when they're like, ah, oh, we've got this knockout drug, and they like ram it into someone's neck, and I'm like, I don't think that's just, how it works. Just come out the other side of the neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're just like punctured their, their airways and they're just like <laughs> punctured the trachea, like yeah, yeah, just injecting it straight into their lungs. <laughs> just like, yeah, take that. Oh, I guess if you had one where you just had to stab it in, you would go like chest cavity area, wouldn't you? Yeah. Neck, you may just completely mess up someone's day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like knocking them out, if you're like assassin kind of style. Well, yeah, if you're assassin, fine. You but if really you're just care. trying to knock them out to like transport them somewhere and ask them questions if they can't then speak to you because you've taken out a vertebra or something uh, not <laughs> ideal. paralyze them from the neck yeah <laughs> ideal to be honest because then ideal. they can't run away <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I, but they also can't head. answer your questions uh, i mean i said neck down they're not fully uh, paralyzed neck down paralysis to be honest though at that point i mean i would i just don't think i would have any reason just like what more can they do to you at that point yeah <laughs> gonna cut off your leg go for it can't feel it mate yeah <laughs> like it's the worst you can do i can't i can't even move it anymore dead to me uh, the last one i've got is the i can't i can't 
pronounce it, but it's the intrathecal therapy, which is the spinal cord. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, mad props to anyone who goes through that. That does so, not sound like a good time. Yeah, we, I did some research about this. I don't remember why, a while ago. I think uh, Grace mentioned it for... Um, when women are giving birth and they... What, what's it when they have oh, it? Oh, yeah, they get the epidural. Yeah, the, when they have the, the epidural, epidural, they essentially, if you don't know, they, they put them into the fetal position, get a needle, ram it... Ram it. <laughs> very precisely... <laughs> Uh, put it between two um, blades in their back into like the Menges area and then they have a cable essentially very small cable that administers the drugs and then they take the needle out and leave the cable in yeah and then so when they, they can, can press they a can button just, to give they it press a button. yeah and it, it goes through I've had the reverse oh called what? a lumbar puncture Okay. Where they do that, but then they essentially they put a tap on your spine called a spinal tap. See where it comes from now? Yeah, um, that sounds absolutely horrendous. So essentially, they're like, if you imagine someone ramming a faucet into your back <laughs> and then turning on the tap, just in the stall in the garden hose, like, <laughs> yeah, and then draining your menges, which is the liquid which they check for meningitis. So Menges is like the, the the thing that covers your brain and then goes down your spine. Oh, okay, like the spinal fluid. Yeah, spinal fluid. Um and then they, they take it out and it seals itself, but you drip a little bit. You weep. Yeah, that sounds the whole weeps. Awful. Yeah. Um it wasn't it wasn't the best thing in my life. Not yeah, I don't envy you there, to be honest. Yeah. Oh no, I told you the story of that and how they had a a practicing practitioner. Like a yeah. doctor who was, who was uh, practicing, yeah. and mm. she got it wrong twice, and hit one of my one of my this this blade my spinal <laughs> blades in my back. She hit the bone twice, uh, and I was like, "Not to be me. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Please, can you have get someone that can do it first try?" And then she went and got the. Uh, what are they called? Not on call, but the person that oversees the doctor that oversees the, the trainees, the residents. He came and he did it first time. Uh, okay. And then I had to lie there. And he was like, well, don't move because you'll be paralyzed. And I was like, you're a oh. 100% dickhead thing to say. <laughs> like, I I have a theory that a lot of um, doctors are on the spectrum. And when, when I'm with 100%. a doctor and they come up <laughs> with like that kind of thing in that situation, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I mean, that's going to, like, scare you enough that you literally don't move. Mm. So it does its job. That's true. But if I'm sat, I'm, I'm lying there in the field position, like, I've got a sneeze coming. I think my legs are going <laughs> to splay out. Then I'm oh, like, this is imagine. the end. <laughs> no. A full oh, hay so... fever time, just going in for it. <laughs> I was like, just put me out. <laughs> Knock me out. <laughs> Hit me in the just head. comes in with a bonk stick. <laughs> just put me out. Put me out, doctor. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah, just knock me out. Just bring you bring your own baseball bat in. Just like if I look like I'm about to sneeze, hit me in the head. I'm going at the start. Bonk. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, oh my lord! Right, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Would you like to do a section? Now? I don't know if I can, <laughs> mate. I don't oh, even okay. know how we got to catheters okay. and spinal taps this, and shit. This, right, this, um, this is my new tactic for just hogging the, t- the talking. <laughs> I'll set you off, and then we're like, "Ha ha!" Yes, we'll move on to why drugs are addictive. <laughs> I mean, we can do, yeah. Um, yeah. I've got how recreational drugs uh, affect the brain and then specifically uh, how MDMA uh, does that as well. So okay. if, uh, I, I reckon I this will probably end up being a two-parter. We've laughed for 20 minutes so far. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. That's true. I'm quite happy to save the section for next week. I have a bit of an overlap. So I think I think we'll, we'll probably... Yeah, we'll do the, your, your next week. All right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So this is a bit more of a warning to those that, that uh, you know, don't like the hard hitting side. I think this is going to be a bit more of a big wordy science description of why drugs are addictive. And we'll try and explain some of the words going on. Tom will try and explain some of the, the more... I mean, I have not looked at this, so I will attempt to. Uh, but it oh, yeah, but if I have like, wrong. what's a neuron, you're going to be able to tell me what a oh, neuron is. I hope that so. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So why are drugs addictive? So Big drugs question. work, yeah, drugs work by interacting with specific receptors in the brain. What's a receptor, Tom? Um, big question again. Uh, in the <laughs> brain, I guess it would be uh, on a neuron, right? So yeah. if you've got a brain cell which transmits information, most cells have receptors on the outside which let things into the cell okay. or let cells communicate with each other. Mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. if we're stood in a room and I shout a word, your ear will hear the word, right? So in that instance, your ear is the receptor. My like the vocalization I've made is the information passing between the two cells, i.e., us, and then mm-hmm. I am the producer in that instance. Yes. So uh, yeah, receptor can take many different forms, but normally have a specific molecule that they receive yeah if you think about a lock and a key a receptor would be the lock and the molecule that they receive would be the specific key that fits into that receptor Mm -hmm. so perfect description and analogy so the way that a drug will work will interact with these receptors which can lead to a change in the way that neurons communicate with each other so it'd be like putting a sheet or a field or like a, a, a like a blanket up and be like a dampened effect of hearing with your ears in that situation if I was speaking yeah. that kind of thing. And so whilst <clears> the I guess an important thing to note there is whilst your brain has or your cells will have specific receptors for let's say serotonin, which is a specific uh, transmitter in the brain, you also have drugs that can come along and also fit in to the same receptor. So it's not what the receptor's looking out for, but it thinks it's found what it's looking for mm-hmm. because the drug is a similar shape, um, which is how they inhibit uh, receptors and things like that. Yeah, not a, not a massive tangent, but I'm all right in thinking that venom essentially blocks those. Like if you have a paralysis venom from a yeah. snake, it so... blocks their receptors and they, so you can't move so no signals can pass. Yeah, they essentially, what they do is 
block your motor neurons specifically. So what happens yeah. is if you've got a neuron, it releases lots of signals. It shouts a lot of times, right? And the receptor ah, neuron want to move. Um, has to, it, if it just receives one piece of information, it won't act on it. It needs to receive, let's say, 10 pieces of information before it goes, okay, this is a true signal, and then passes the message on. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, oh, okay, I want to wiggle my finger, that's not going to happen until um, the motor neurons get enough activation to actually pass that information on. It may be like a false alarm or something. So that's how it protects against you doing things unwillingly. Mm. Um, and then basically the venom will inhibit the motor neuron acceptor site so yes. that no information can be passed on to the, the next neuron, mm -hmm. um, which means you just can't move. You can't tell your body to move. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a family member who has, I'm not sure if it's a genetic condition or not, but essentially their neurons are slower. Okay. So you could run. I'm not saying this happened, but you could essentially run up to her kick her in the shin as a child, run away, and the pain would register until you're clear of the danger zone. Oh, wow. I mean, poor, poor, poor her, <laughs> but that's very interesting from a scientific point of view. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that. But there is, from a safety point of view, it's, it's difficult because, you know, if we, if you don't have that and you pick up a hot pan or you touch something hot, yes, we will instantly like whip our hand away and be like, ah, it's hot. But if you've got a slow connection between the arts hot signal and the move part, you're more likely to hurt yourself. So you've got to be doubly careful. Yeah. And I wonder, was that because the neurons weren't like had a higher threshold to send that information? Was the information just passed along it slower? I can't remember um, if it was the because they're it's in segments isn't it it's just not it's not just, it's just one no <laughs> there's, there's like connectors of a chain link all the way up i'm not yeah. sure if it was because uh, it could be a breakdown of like the myelin around the outside which facilitates yeah. faster <laughs> transmission or if they were further away from each other okay i can't remember but i'll look into it um going back to the drugs drugs uh we would say we were talking about the changing the communication for example Drugs such as opioid-based drugs like cocaine, cocaine, uh, binds to receptors <laughs> in the brain that are involved in pain perception and the regulations of emotions, leading to a decreased pain and increased feelings of euphoria. Uh, stimulants like cocaine and amphetamines increase the level of dopamine and norofafine. How are we yep. spelling that one? N-O-R-E, pine, freen. Neuropinephrine. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, in the brain, which can lead to increased energies, alertness, and feelings of pleasure. So that's why you have highs and lows. Uh, norepinephrine. Yeah. Okay, norepinephrine. Okay, cool. Thanks for that clarification. The brain's reward system, which is made up of several different regions, including the ventral tegmental area, the VTA, and the nucleus acubens. The NAC is thought to play a key role in the development of addiction. The reward system is responsible for processing pleasurable experiences and reinforcing behaviors that lead to those experiences. When drugs are taken, they artificially increase the levels of dopamine in the reward system, creating a pleasurable sensation that can be more intense than the pleasure experienced from natural rewards like foods 
or social interaction. Like which, what people enjoy and get ex- experience pleasure from social interaction. <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh, oh, about coming out. Um, <laughs> this artificially induced pleasure can create a strong desire to repeat the behavior, which can lead to addiction. Well, it makes sense, right? So, dopamine yeah. is, let's say, the brain rewarding itself. Yeah, good job. It's being. like evolutionarily, it makes sense. Like, you do something good, and your brain's like, oh, okay, dopamine. And then your brain, your other part of your brain, it's like, oh, yeah, I should do that again because that benefited me somehow mm-hmm. and then cocaine's just like oh well what if we just turn this tap on and walk away <laughs> um so you just end up flooded with dopamine obviously your brain's saying oh that was really good and then you end up chasing the high yeah uh, trying to feel that good again yeah um but over time really interesting how it works um mm-hmm. but i'll come on to that next week with the mdma because i didn't look at cocaine specifically yeah uh, but over time, the brain may adapt to the presence of the drug by decreasing the number of dopamine receptors or increasing the levels of neurotransmitters that inhibit dopamine release. Which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, this can make it harder for the person to experience pleasure from the natural rewards that can lead to a person needing to take more of the drug to achieve the same level of pleasure. Additionally... Yeah. Chronic drug use can lead to a changes in the structure and function of the brain regions involved in decision making, impulse control, and emotional regulation, which can make it even harder for that person to quit. Yeah, and I think that's why cocaine is thought of as being so addictive, because this change happens fairly rapidly. Um, and you can bounce back from it fairly rapidly as well. But obviously, the longer you're taking it, the more addictive it becomes in the sense that let's say you take cocaine for seven days in a row and then you stop, your brain will still remember the normal amount of dopamine to produce. But it will lower it during those seven days. And then it'll be like, oh, I'm not getting this extra source of dopamine, so I'll go back to my normal levels. But if you've been taking cocaine for a whole year, um, your brain just kind of forgets the normal level. Right, it takes a while to build back up because it doesn't want to overdo it. Yeah. It's um, it's one of those things that I wish people, more people that judged addict people who are addicts unrationally would have more of an understanding of this because they're like, oh, oh why yeah. can't they, why can't they just quit? Why can't like it's easy? Just stop doing it. It's like no, you don't understand. Their brain is physically different to yours. Yeah, it's so hard for them to quit. Yeah, especially. Um if you have the mental connection knowing that's what's the source as well which with drugs i think it's very hard not to because it's quite an immediate response um so with smoking for example when i was stopping it was a lot easier because i didn't have that immediate kind of connection between smoking was the source of Mm -hmm. like the addiction whereas i can imagine with drugs we get an immediate response Especially with yeah. cocaine, you know, it's well known to being a very fast response in the brain. Um, it's very hard to not know that's where your happiness, in quotes, is coming from. Yes. Um, and obviously, yeah, you just feel like, abs- like, imagine you've had a really bad day. But you just literally do not have the dopamine there to, like, recover from that. Mm. So it's like you're having a bad day and nothing can cheer you up, I imagine. 
and you'd yeah. be absolutely knackered as well because dopamine is uh you know involved in that cycle as well so at some point you would just take it just a function like as a normal human and then obviously yeah. that's where it gets same as caffeine ropey. yeah Looking caffeine is a drug coffee drinkers i'm a coffee drinker you're just jealous of us mate i mean i'm bought subscriptions to some coffee bean company they send they send us every two weeks i think they they send us more more, two bags of different coffee oh that's nice do you get through them in two weeks um we did yeah we did there was uh, a good then it hasn't been an overlap yet but we were drinking more. I've, I've, I've limited myself because I'm on the blood thinners a bit more. So I have like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, okay. I think I had about if, four coffees today. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we <laughs> both have two each, essentially we can perfectly line it up to get the next one going. Um, oh, that's good. But they, they deliver them in two separate bags because you get two different types. It means it's actually quite good because they're, they're fresher for longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I accidentally didn't buy the ground version i bought the beans so i needed to get a grinder to grind the beans oh, up what an accident i'm sure uh you're just yeah, slowly no, was, building was, a coffee empire yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, need to buy a I grinder need... what a shame <laughs> uh it's, it's actually quite good because i think i grinded them a bit uh finer than what we got given which is nice it's good it's good hmm yeah, it yeah. works well it does work well um you have more control control of your, <laughs> over your coffee. coffee connoisseur yeah um but i mean that's the thing that like, people are like oh coffee's not a drug caffeine's not a drug but i mean technically by the definition it actually you know it is um it affects your body right yeah so it's a drug and there's, there's lots of other ones as well um Caffeine, nicotine, obvious kind of drug. Alcohol, obvious drug, and they're the most used, widely used drugs, uh, recreational ones in the world. I Taken saw pleasure. A, another video that kind of annoyed me about the like companies' relationship with different kinds of drugs, and it was like uh, a company talking to an employee, being like, "Oh, you failed the drug test, so you're fired," and it was like, "Oh, we detected cannabis." Like you were smoking weed at the weekend and you're like, great, you were sat there smoking in your garden, looking up the stars, not doing anything really that bad, uh, but you're fired. And then the next guy comes in, like, like <laughs> I say pastiche, what's it, what was it called when you like draw something and it's like super blown out I don't know, of like the caricature of like lad lad going out on the weekend being like, yeah, I drank 10 pints and threw up on my front door, broke my finger, and then being like, oh, what a mad weekend. And be like, how... How... What, how is that... How have we got to that? <laughs> Where, like... Well, it's the war is... on drugs, isn't it, really? That's how we arrived there. And I think alcohol was just so profitable. Same as nicotine, yeah. right? If nicotine was discovered now... Oh, that's true. It would never have come in, but it was just completely driven by the trade that already existed. Same yeah. with alcohol... And I'm sure marijuana has been around for a long time as well, but just less mass produced. Right? Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, yeah, it's a drug. We can't have that going on. Even though I it's reckon if everyone crazy. smoked weed instead of drank beer, we live in a much nicer, kinder society. 
less DUIs as well. Like you're not really speeding on weed. This is this is the thing. I mean, you shouldn't be driving either way. But yeah, true, you're saying, not speeding on weed. Out of, the, out of the two, like one is makes you like you know you be wobbly, but the other just makes you a bit slow. I'd say anyway. Anywho, yeah, I it just. Yeah, I was gonna baffling. say, I there was an investigation that someone did into vape pens that were just nicotine, uh, and the amount of ni- the amount of nicotine that was actually in them, right. and it was ridiculous because it was like because I think vapes are still unregulated compared to like cigarettes, like it ha- we haven't caught up yet, uh, and there was like four times as much nicotine in the vape pen as it was in a cigarette. What in the same recommended number of puffs? Let's yeah. Say. So, like, if you compared the percentage, like, if you took ten puffs over this period of time, um, yeah, it was oh, like okay. four to five times. So they were just like, yeah, we'll just get them, and it's like one of the cheap ones that you buy from overseas, not saying any sort of you know direction, possibly. Yeah, but this happens with like drugs and things as well when it's unregulated, um, rather than you know regulated and allowed and things like that potency just increases because how can we fit as much product i.e in this case nicotine mm. into uh a smaller packaging as possible yeah. so you know they'll probably say on the box uh one or two puffs is equivalent to a cigarette right so they're telling you how to get your dosage but if you're going from smoking to vaping even you're used to sitting there for five minutes or a few minutes you know having a cigarette and then you go to vaping you're going to want to stand there for a few minutes as well and then you've just suddenly had, as you say, four times your normal nicotine intake. Mm-hmm. Climbing up the walls, like. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Savage. All right. What else you got there, mate? Uh, you know what? I think we'll call it here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish a bit early because we're going to dive into... Uh, more things about drugs next week. Okay. I've got a bit on how paracetamol, uh, how paracetamol works. Paracetamol, that would be good, actually. From. Uh, yeah, I, you know, because I actually wanted to know how it worked because it's weird how it reduces fever and doesn't yeah, destroy your Yeah, I wonder if it just, like, just blocks. Well, yes. we'll find out next week. Yeah, Either we way, will. I'll stop hypothesizing. Uh, also, um, more parts, more, more about the effects on the brain of the drug use. Yeah. Uh, some bits about why some people get addicted to drugs and other people don't and the absolute ridiculousness that was Project MK Ultra in America yes that's always a good time yeah. well I mean not if you were there <laughs> but uh no no um, alright yeah I'll uh, speak a bit about how drugs work on the brain as we've covered a bit today but more specifically how they facilitate or inhibit the release of certain neurotransmitters and uh MDMA as well, as it's on the rise in recreational use, but also in the medical world. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome source. So thanks for uh, for joining us. Um, you survived another episode. If it was your first one, I'm sorry we laughed through half of it, but deal with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that'll bring us to a wrap then. Don't forget to share this with your friends, families, co-workers, uh, scientists so we can annoy them with any mistakes we have made and all of your houseplants every listen counts if you want more information fun and science you can follow us on twitter at info entropy pod tiktok at info entropy pod instagram information entropy pod and of course whichever directory you're listening to this on right now 
from Spotify and iTunes to whatever subsidiary you have found us on. If you can give us a like, a rating, it helps us out absolutely massively. Anything else for you to shout out then, mate? No, that is it from me. Wicked stuff. Um, of course, if uh, you happen to be a drug user and you want to get some help, I will leave some links in the episode description. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. We're always, uh, you can always slide into our DMs as well if there's anything you need to speak about or ask us any questions related to the topic. So stay face, stay face, stay safe out there if I can get my words out. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Ciao for now. Peace.